Hi everyone, Lauren Hubele here, and this is Restoring Immunity, Explorations of Polyvagal Theory. As always, I'm joined by my faithful co-hosts, Megan Lim, Cameron Scott. Megan and Cameron, hello. Hello, Hi. Lauren. Hello, Megan. But today, we've added a new player. We're going to try something a little bit different. We're really good at trying new things, ladies. So um, I'm super hopeful about this. And moving into a new year, why not try something new? What I've done is I've asked a former client and student of mine, Ashley Dom, to come join us and to get some insights from my trusted colleagues on an area she's feeling a little stuck with. And I thought it might be such a rich experience um, to offer her the guidance of both Megan and Cameron and myself. And um, because we each bring a different perspective to healing, yet we're all on the same sheet, so to speak, Ashley, I can't wait to see what kind of magic happens here. Welcome, Ashley. Thank you so much. Hi, Cameron and Lauren and Megan. Thank you all for having me. Ashley, can you just tell our listeners a little bit about yourself? Who are you? Where are you from? I'm, um, I'm from Louisiana. I'm a mom of two little ones. I'm also an art teacher. And um, I started coaching with Lauren about a year and a half ago and using gemotherapy ever since. Yeah. And you are quite the gemo advocate in your world, right? Yes, definitely. I try to share and um, with others and, and explain my experiences because they've been so positive and so life-changing. Yeah, great. So Ashley, you shared with me personally that there's an area that you feel like you get kind of get trapped in. Mm -hmm. um, can you talk to me a little bit about that? Yes. Yeah, so um, it definitely involves um, coronavirus and not necessarily fear of the virus, but just um, a lot of I have a lot of negative feelings when it when I hear bad news <clears throat> or when I hear about lockdowns being happening or we can anticipate um, a more virtual, like I'm a teacher. So when I hear that we might go virtual and I won't be able to see my students face to face, or when I hear of just everyday things being modified or changed when it comes to entertainment or like we wanna go somewhere or take a trip and, and knowing those things might not happen. I get um, very, um, like just a lot of negative feelings just thinking about those things. And when I hear about those things. So Ashley, when you say negative feelings, what does that feel like for you? Physically, it feels um, like a rigidness and just a tightness. And I can't really um, pinpoint a particular physical ailment other than just tightening up. Like my body just feels like it's tight and rigid. And I'm kind of like um, automatically gearing up to protect myself. That's what it feels like physically. 
you know, actually it looked like that, what you just did. And I know she brought your shoulders up to your ears, right? And you did something really interesting. You kind of brought them inward too, to protect your chest area. Do you feel any particular sensation in that part of your body? Yes. And like I said, it's the rigidness and the tightness and tensing up. Yes. And if it does have a location, it would be that area, the chest, the, um, the midsection and things like that. And the shoulders, definitely. Okay, great. Cameron, questions you might have or do you want to dive right in? Well, I'm already fascinated. And that's, that's one of the wonderful things about befriending our autonomic nervous systems is we get curious. So what is going on in those moments that you go from, you know, a relatively at ease moment to oh something when you get that as you're calling it negative experience something happens in your body something happens in and it feels like for you you know calling it stuck energy and reviewing so quickly that autonomic nervous system is that aspect of ourselves um, that involves both the parasympathetic and the sympathetic in this wonderful hierarchy that is constantly neurocepting. So that's the Steve Porges word for before thought. We are, autonomic nervous systems are listening in to our bodies, to our environments, and to connection with other autonomic nervous systems. And its job really is to feed information up to our brain about the level of safety we're able to experience because we are biologically hardwired to survive. We're also biologically hardwired to connect. And the, the wonderful work of Steve Porges and then Deb Dana's um, integrating this into user-friendly because Steve is a rabid researcher and we often can't even read our way through it. But you're talking about when you travel from the, the top of the hierarchy is that well-regulated place when things are kind of humming along, you know, we, we have that operating energy, that ventral vagal energy that's like a great blue umbrella that holds our ability to have mobilization. So that's the sympathetic, so we have energy and often when we get something done, you know, we need energy. And, and then we have the dorsal vagal state that sits below that in this hierarchy which is you know, our rest and recharge state. And, and when we have a, a supremely well operating system, we have the ventral vagal energy and we get to move between more energetic moments and, and more quiet moments. Um, and, and that is about our, our general well-being too, because this dance is constantly involves the, the central nervous system. And when we have moments where we move out of ventral vagal energy, we lose that wonderful operating principle and we start being pulled by our biology, not by our thoughts, into some way that our system has neurocepted, has perceived precognitively some cue for danger or threat. And part of that biology is it's trying to protect us from even something we might not understand completely, but something's happening and that's where you, we all know that. So that shift, everything's fine. Ooh, and, and you describe physically, no, <laughs> it doesn't feel fine at, at that moment, does it? And from the sounds of um, that physiology, it, it, the braced shoulders and you know, you know that, that tightness, 
you tell me, does that feel like you're, you're entering more of a, a fight or flight state, immobilized energetic state, or does it feel like it's a state of pushing away and, and like a turtle going into its shell? I almost feel like I'm pushing away and wanting to go inside mm -hmm. myself. Yeah. I'm almost want to go in a hole and pull the hole over yeah. me. <laughs> yeah. And come get me when it's over kind of thing. Perfect. That then now you're, you know, doing that state tracking. Something has come up in your system, in your body, in your environment, in, in your connections with other that has challenged that space at ease. And your body's like getting ready, bracing is what I think of um, for whatever the neuroception of some degree of danger is. So from that moment, we get curious about how, not what is wrong, because that takes us to a story, but really once we notice the state shift, how can we bring back, invite back, support in regulation? Because part of that wonderful ventral vagal state is in fact our wisdom, our perspective, our awareness. Once we get back online, so to speak, with more regulation, you'll have all the answers to your question of what happened or what, what changed or whatever. But when we're in a state that's pulling us into a really a, a habitual biologic survival state, the first question we ask is, is there really anything in this moment? We notice the state, we name the state. Is there anything in this moment really is life-threatening? And if there's not a car coming down the road and you're in its path or a tiger's not gonna take you out in the next moment or two, we then can we can afford to invite back a little bit more of that regulation, not let the story go, oh my gosh, here I am again, everything's horrible, but sort of get our foot in the door and find how we can support a little bit of that. Sometimes in a moment, it could be a deep breath or it could be you know, some movement. It could be, we, we work with that resiliency to, to bring your, your system back on to that regulation. And we often use sensation and, and tracking. What are you noticing just in the moment as I'm throwing out these ideas? What, what, what's, where are you in your, your, your body, your sensation? Does it feel like you're curious? Does it feel like, wait a minute, what's going on here? Or does it feel like, like what is she talking about? No, I definitely um, feel that curious aspect. Yeah. Because, yeah. Um, especially because this is a new thing for me. Um, it, I'm usually, um, when something comes up, it's a negative energy or something that I'm about to endure, or it's um, my old habits would be, let's just get through it. Let's just push through it. Let's hurry up and get it over with. Let's, whether I'm ready or not, or whether I'm ready to process it or not, it's more like, let's do it. But this is, is very different. This is like, no, I don't want to go anywhere. I don't want to deal with this just come tell me when it's over kind of thing. I don't want to hear the, the news. I don't want to hear the negative. I don't want to hear you talk about what might happen um, with lockdown or whatever the case may yeah. be. But this is, I'm, I'm, it is a, when you're talking, it's, it's more curious because it, this is different. This is very yes. different. Yeah. <laughs> well, and one could imagine there have been a lot of challenges to all of our systems with the pandemic, but Staying with the system, you know, I do, we have that lots of that ventral vagal energy on board. And our first step when we have those neuroceptions of some cue for danger or threat bubbling up 
is we go into that mobilized place. What do I need to do? It, and if we are able to, in that moment, come back into more regulation, we usually learn something by being able to shift the state up. However, due to the biology of that fight and flight, which requires um, you know, adrenaline and cortisol and, and really that mobilization, we can't come back up to easily into the regulation. Our biology is gonna actually command kind of like um, too much energy in, in a circuit breaker that comes down into that dorsal vagal disconnect if it can't easily bump back up. And mm. it has to do with the degree of challenge a system is being asked to endure. It, it, it tires out our resiliency. And the pandemic, as they say, is not, it's not been a sprint event. It's a marathon event. Right, exactly. And, and your system is telling us how, I'm sure you've had many moments of like, mobilize, mobilize, mobilize. But then over time, you're noticing your systems adapting differently biologically because you cannot sustain that. So it, you're having moments of it just like feeling like stuck. Yes. And that's yeah. actually your system biologically going to uh, arrest and recharge. It's, it's like takes you offline or that's the way it feels often in that dorsal vagal state. Right. Then the, 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 the Next questions we ask is how can we support, because it's differently when you're really mm -hmm. in that shutdown place biologically to find our way back up the ladder through the mobilization where we need not to just flip out again and, and dump back down again. I don't know any of us doesn't know that. And sometimes that feels like stuck energy, but it can be moving between that mobilized and that immobilized place. But mm -hmm. some, some safety and support for your system to come back up into that well-regulated state, then we make meaning out of, you know, what we can do to continue that well-regulated state. Yes, that makes sense. Yes. Right. Yeah. So Ashley, do you notice when, it, when this has been happening in the recent past to you, have you noticed that you're tending when it happens, say you hear something on the news or you have a conversation on the phone or, something happens that your autonomic nervous system starts to neurocept this trigger again, and you, you start to feel that sort of turtle wanting to retreat into its shell kind of feeling. Is that something that you passes pretty quickly or do you feel like it comes on and you're sort of having trouble recalibrating after that? I have trouble recalibrating and getting out of it, right? It come and go quickly. I kind of stay with that negative energy for a while. And what has helped you? Has anything helped you? Yes, just anything that feels like normalcy helps. Um, so when we did go back to school and we went face to face, like I didn't know what it was going to feel like, but it was okay. We went and I just, I was back in my element, even though things were a little different for the most part, I think that routine helped bring me back um, and just being able to see people again and interact with people. Um, anytime we have like a, I connect, I can connect with friends or, or loved ones that seems to help. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think that's beautifully said because as Cameron was explaining to us, you know, the nervous system is wired for protection and for connection and they're mutually exclusive. So, if you feel like you need to, as you said, kind of move into protection mode against what's happening, 
then you're going to lose your sense of feeling not only connected to you know your students or your friends or your family but also sometimes we lose that feeling of connection to ourselves um is that something that resonates for you yes definitely Yes. And even just connecting with other people about what I'm feeling. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I noticed just from previous podcasts, when you all talk about the being with energy, that definitely, that's the kind of energy I want instead of someone saying, come on, let's just, you know, you can do it. Let's get up. Let's get going. No, it's more like, I want to sit here. I just want to be still. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, so if we imagine the ladder and up here is this connected kind of calm, organized, clear place of ventral vagal. And then in the middle is the sympathetic, more mobilized fight or fight place. And then sort of at the bottom is that dorsal, kind of pull all your energy back in. And and if you're feeling like you're down here, it sounds to me like one of the tools that you're already naturally utilizing to kind of mobilize yourself up out of that turtle shell a little bit is a connection. Is that something that helps you feel safe and like you can come back to homeostasis? Yes, definitely. If I can connect with other than myself, like just someone else that kind of, we, I can have that conversation with them. And, and that makes me think too, what really kind of triggers things or or makes those negative feelings come up is when I do have a conversation with someone and those things that bother me or things that I'm feeling, they don't seem to be bothered by it, you know, and, or maybe it's like, let's say um, a restaurant closes because of their new hours or with their new regulations and they don't seem to be bothered by it. And I'm like, why aren't you angry about this? Like I am. And when I connect with someone else and we can kind of have that conversation and they are, you know, they may say, yes, I felt like that too. And this is how I felt. If I can connect with someone with a similar energy, that is very helpful. And it's almost like if I don't have that, I'm searching for it. Like, mm-hmm. let me call this person or let me go visit with this person just so we, I can get this out and we can have a moment of connection together. So yeah. connecting with others, especially about some, in similar situations, that does help a lot. Mm-hmm. So when somebody's, when another autonomic nervous system is responding to say a restaurant closure and they're having a different response than you are, that somehow feels a little destabilizing, it sounds like. Yes, yes. Yeah, okay. But then when you can co-regulate with somebody and have that feeling of connection, you feel yourself lighten and mobilize a little bit? Yes, yes. Beautiful. Yeah, beautifully said. Lauren, what are your thoughts? Oh my gosh, I have so many. (laughs) And you all have touched on so many wonderful things. You know, this morning, because I'm such a geek, at 6 a.m., I'm reading um, um, Elaine Duncan's um, Tao of Trauma book, because, you know, that's what everybody reads at six in the morning. (laughs) Um, But I do, so that's, that's the real me. And what I was really... Um, pulled into and actually what uh, she talks about is we we have this zone of resiliency and the zone of resiliency becomes smaller the more um, 
challenges we face. And so we can all look at this over 2020, right? And I think our zones kind of did this because, you know, things like, is it getting better? Is it getting worse? Is it, you know, and, and then whatever was going on with our family or if people were struck ill around us. But anyway, what I, when I was hearing you talk, I felt like, wow, your zone of resiliency is, you know, it, it probably feels really narrow to you. And I particularly thought about it when you did this with your body, where you narrowed your body. And that is so true. When our zone of resiliency is narrow, we also make ourselves really small and very protected because um, there's no spaciousness, right? Um, we don't have room. And when, when we aren't spacious, we can't breathe which again sends us all the cues of danger. And then we develop, you know, crazy pains. And I bet you've had that, Ashley, like intense tension in different parts of your body. Is that, is that true? Yes, and, now mention it, definitely, yes, yes. Yeah, and it moves. Neck, um, it kind of just kind of rests in my upper body. Yeah, yeah. and. I, I think that, that uh, Elaine Duncan's work bears some consideration in, in this. Um, and, and then I want to say, okay, having said that, we know we're in this really narrow zone, Cameron's word invite. Gosh, Cameron, that's, that's my word for 2021 is invite. My goodness, 60 years of pushing, pulling myself, dragging myself. Um, <laughs> Uh, I don't know what other um, description, descriptive words I could use, but in fight, what a beautiful thing that when you're feeling that way and you're in your shell, instead of saying, I can't be here, I, I should be out with my friends, I should mm -hmm. be done, is saying, you know what, this is really where I'm supposed to be right now. What, while I'm here, would help me feel a little more at ease. What could I, to Cameron's quote, what could I use or what could I do to invite in? What is my body asking me to invite in? And so Ashley, I would absolutely offer that to you on a platter, courtesy of my colleagues, Megan and Cameron, who have taught it to me. Um, and, and what a difference, I mean, 100% turnaround. Um, any thoughts on that as I say that? I definitely love that word, invite. And I think that's something that I haven't done for myself. Definitely not this year, but in the past too. Like I need to just invite things in instead of trying to go somewhere else. Yeah. That's beautiful. Yeah. yeah, Ashley, there's, so you know, we were talking before we started recording about how there's so many dots connecting. And I think we're sort of coming full circle here back to what you shared with us at the beginning, because the fact that you're sort of feeling, so in Asian medicine, when we're in a more of a um, kind of moving in between that sort of low energy, sort of limp, dorsal, defeated kind of place, when we mobilize back up into a little bit more sympathetic, 
there's a little bit more push against and a little bit more rigidity and stuckness that sets in both in our mind and in our body. And I think sort of the posture that you were sharing us with us is a little bit more of a protection posture, but almost trying to create a little bit of space between you and the situation. And I think this beautiful word allow um, is just that being with energy that mm -hmm. you brought to the table that you said really resonates for you and helps you to soften and mobilize and feel more held and more connected. And I think that, um, you know, we can't necessarily offer that curiosity um, to ourselves, which I think goes with the being with energy that if you can feel held and supported and safe, you might be able to notice those feelings with curiosity more than with protection, but we can't get there until we're there. And one of the things that helps you get there is co-regulating with friends and feeling more connected. And I think that utilizing that being with energy for yourself also might open the door to you being able to have interactions with people who don't see it the same way with you and meet that with more being with energy and more um, curiosity too, instead of um, protection when you're able to get there yourself. Does that resonate for you at all? Yes, I would, I would love that because <clears throat> like I said earlier, if someone doesn't have the same reaction to me or if the energy is different, it's like I want to isolate from them almost or run away from them. And I would love to get to a place where I'm okay hearing their perspective or hearing um, their thoughts, even though they're not the same as mine. Yeah, that would be great. And that's bringing back what Lauren talked about and, and Megan is talking about that, that bandwidth of resiliency. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. And if you think of the pandemic and it's been and particularly in terms of our ease and opportunity with co-regulation, a sustained diet of deprivation. And when you think of every time your system is saying not okay, it's to a loss of potential supportive co-regulation, whether it's in your school setting or in you know your life with it, or I'm just even using restaurants as for example, and, and your system as many of ours has been poked too many times. Yeah, and your resiliency is just shut down, which it makes it makes biologic sense. Kind of like you're you're out of gas, <laughs> you know? yeah. running on fumes, and and that puts us all into that stuck, you know, survival response either between shutdown and and mobilization. But both that word invite and allow actually supports the biology that our systems with a little bit of support and a little bit of invitation will come back into resiliency, will come back into more ability to bring in more through co-regulation and, and then that resiliency self-regulation to feel more like you again. Yes. Ashley, I think it would be so interesting for us to brainstorm just for a second, um, the things that work for you that help you feel like the space is being held for you or that the energy is being mirrored and the things that help you feel um, like you can come out of your shell a little bit and feel safe to express yourself and feel safe to um, feel seen and feel heard and feel mobilized. Um, so have you taken any gemos or have you 
done anything that um, you feel like falls into that category that it helps you feel seen and heard and um, connected? Um, th thinking back, um, the last time I added, um, I, I looked into gemos for this um, other than just my regular gemos that I take. Um, I wanted to take something for, for this, the first time I felt that shut down. I took silver birch seed and sea buckthorn. And I just, just one drop each in the morning and it really helped. And then it helped the, um, the other physical symptoms too. Like I, I had a lot of um, like just fatigue and just, I felt like it was physical and mental fatigue and brain fog and my mood was, was not good. And so um, those helped um, right away. They helped a lot. And, but I, I'm still cycling, like I'm still, so I don't know if I need to go up, uh, maybe add another drop, increase them, or maybe add something else. Um, but th those helped in the beginning. And now, yeah, I would like maybe some more advice on which ones to take now, or if I should increase what I'm already taking. So Ashley, are you feeling like they helped you kind of mobilize up, but then you drop back down and you go up and down? Is that how you feel? Yeah, so you feel like adding an extract that, you know, with this, mo these mobilizing extracts that might be effective, do you feel like adding a grounding extract might be yeah. helpful so that you can yeah. mobilize but not lose your footing? Right, right. Especially because we're in this for the long haul. And if there is an, an end to this, we win. so something grounding that could help me through all the phases of this pandemic or whatever is going to come up mm. would be great. Grounding sounds, yes, that sounds like the one I would need. So an idea that I have, and you can tell me, you know, since you and Lauren are both gemotherapists, something popping to mind that works for me is fig, because through the lens of Asian medicine, you know, we have to nourish our digestion and what the part of us that digests our stimulus that comes into us, our conversations and our thoughts and our emotions, we have to digest that in order for the rest of our system to feel safe and nourished. So I wonder if adding fig to sea buckthorn or to silver birch seeds mm -hmm. might be helpful. Lauren, what are you thinking? Well, I think that's a lovely idea, Megan, and I love the idea of grounding. And Ashley, I, I want you to think about something because I think it's very interesting you chose sea buckthorn and silver birch seed. Um, I think it's interesting because both of those are very good tonics that want to take you out of the place that you're in. And the fact that when you're taking them, you tend to, they give you that boost, but you drop back down. Actually, says to me, maybe we need to set those aside for a little bit and consider some that are more be with. And it's interesting because our tendency isn't to do that. You know, I'm a real get up and go gal. Let's get through with this. Enough is enough. Get out of your shell and get going. I get that actually. <laughs> okay. I get that. And I have found I, the biggest surprise this year of that doesn't really work so well in this long haul. And when we want to widen our zone of resiliency, um, 
GMOs that will allow us to be there and take up more space while we're there first mm-hmm. before we move up is really powerful. So yes. instead of saying, okay, enough time in the shell, let's get mm-hmm. up our head up and get going. That's great. The sun's out, looks good, but not for long, right? Right. Yes. And then you're right back in. Yes. So what about making yourself feel really wonderful in that shell first? Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and, and broadening yourself so that when I come out, it's not going to be so difficult when someone says something absurd or that I feel is absurd. I might not even think it's absurd this time. <laughs> I might just say, oh, that's the way they see it, right? Um, Wouldn't that be a different way of looking at this? Yes, that would be wonderful. And yes, that would be great. And Ashley, think about this. Think about becoming so comfortable in the shell that you just naturally come out. Oh, what? Yeah. 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 There's no push. Yeah. I'm thinking about that wonderful image uh, of a turtle and if it's gone in its shell to just sort of bask in the sunshine to rest oh, yeah. and recharge and then you will just have the energy will will bring you up because there there sounds like there really is a quality of lack of resiliency equaling a depletion and, mm-hmm. and all of this grinding down and losses and pandemic challenges have just worn worn your system out so you yes. know I think that it's important too that we kind of talk about a tonic is asking something of the body. A tonic is asking the body to move, to mobilize, to make a withdrawal. And so when we're feeling like our tank is a little bit on empty or our zone of resilience is running a little bit thin, um, we can, um, you know, similar to taking a steroid or something, we can push the body and ask, but there's just not a lot left in the tank for it to give us. So let's go back and back inside the shell and, and recharge the tank. Yeah. Wow. Yes. That's beautiful. So, yes. so Ashley, you're getting a prescription written out here to <laughs> hang out in your shell. I So whatever yeah. anyone asks, you just say, Hey, I'm chilling in my shell right now and filling up my tank. Okay. And that's I'm going to name drop a few gymos here. Okay. Um, because I, I have some favorites that have come up and I'm all for fig, um, what Megan's suggesting. And I want you, you to go back and look at these. And I really want to encourage our listeners to listen to the Jimmo memos on these, because, um, this isn't a one size fits all shop folks. And you all come with different levels of, of, trauma histories and with different experiences right now and what might feel really juicy and comfortable to Ashley might set off something in you. So um, that's why I want to give you a few choices. Um, Olive is a favorite of mine when we talk about this armory, when we talk about pulling ourselves in. um, I have and, and challenges with regulating um, I have found a lot of use for all of personally myself this year. Hawthorne would be another one. And those two actually work really lovely together. But I would recommend you try them each separately and get a flavor for them. 
And folks, if you're trying this at home, we're talking about just one drop microdose on the tongue. Um, and, you know, if you get a negative reaction emotionally, that's probably just not what your body's asking for in this moment. So just set it aside. It may ask for it again, but right now. Um, Another one, which we don't talk about much, but we're going to be discussing more is oats. And oats is an amazing um, harmonizer for both the, the central nervous system and the autonomic nervous system. I have found it particularly rejuvenating to those that tend to want to pull in the shell and just hang out there mm. to prepare them to feel like that, that they might want to ease out themselves. It's not necessarily a long-term um, project here. It could be a matter of days or it could be a matter of weeks, but I, I would love for you to consider that. White Willow is another, I know many, many folks um, are getting a lot of good um, out of White Willow right now. If you happen to be allergic to aspirin, like I am, white willow is not going to be your choice. So you'd want to steer clear of that. Any other ones come to your mind, Megan, as I'm rattling through this list? I think that's a great list to start with. And I think, you know, describing some of the qualities too, Ashley, might help you navigate the moment by moment, sort of looking inside to see what could be helpful to you in that moment. You know, I think white willow is a softener and helps us to settle into where we are and sort of allows that shift naturally. It's very settling. And I think olive, I have found that olive is very helpful in moments where we're feeling more of the rigidity. Mm -hmm. Okay. Exactly. And, and oh, um, I, I would look to oats when um, you are just hunkered down in that shell and that may be where you are right now except um you made it here and for that i just i just want to thank you so much ashley for your vulnerability and your courage to be here and talk with us and and listen to options for yourself how's this been for you oh it's been so nice it's been um, just something very refreshing with what we've been dealing with lately. And, and especially as we start a new year, um, I'm getting some new perspectives. And I think this was the perfect time for this for me. So thank you all for this. This has been wonderful. Ashley, have you also tried um, the self-touch exercises? I know that we touched on those a little bit, but there are some beautiful exercises when I'm feeling hunkered down and I'm feeling like I need sort of to be wrapped in a warm blanket and that might make me mm -hmm. feel safe. Um, sometimes hands on the heart, mm -hmm. hands on the head here like this, sometimes like this, or even like this one and you alter, sort of alternate. Um, there's some beautiful ways to embrace ourselves that ask nothing of ourselves except mm -hmm. just be in that moment. Wow. wow, yes, I will try those. And know, Ashley, that, you know, I know getting through the holiday season, I was sharing with Lauren and Cameron that even though I wasn't with them in person, that 
the conversation and connections and co-regulations that we've had were still with me in my heart and I was still drawing upon those. So just know that after we're not with you on the screen anymore, that we're still holding space for you and still co-regulating and you can dip into that too. Wow, that's beautiful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Ashley, maybe you come back and share with us in a couple weeks and let us know how you're doing, because um, I'd love to hear what you found works and how um, inviting in this energy feels like. Definitely. Yes. Great. And so I have a quick question um, to end here. We, we would try those um, gemos for a few days and maybe if we're not feeling anything different move on to the next yeah that's a really good question and I think so for one if it's a central nervous system extract you'd want to try it in the morning if it's an autonomic okay. nervous system extract midday or evening and yes it and I would only try one new thing at a time giving it space and if you don't get a negative reaction, try it for a couple of days in a row, exactly. And see what you feel shifting. Um, sometimes it takes it three or four days. So, okay. Okay, great. Cameron, any last words? I just love uh, listening to the two of you who know the, the gemos. And, and I, I was thinking, Ashley, you're a, a, a mother and how often we try to attune to help co-regulate our little ones. And sometimes, you know, they need, I need you to quiet down and some sort of guardrails to contain energy. And other times they need time to just like flop on us and, and, and you know, just feel that co-regulation. And, and oftentimes I find my language of being with myself more challenging because of course in a dysregulated state, we don't have that ability online, but you know, again, inviting you to really have your system let you know whether it's exploring the gemos, but how to really invite and, and, and allow your system back into re-regulation because I think it will really respond to that you're leaning in on that way. Yes, definitely. I'm excited to try that on myself. Yes, thank you. And Ashley, when you need um, to reach out in the moment, please feel free to do that. I'm always open to an email or a phone call um, anytime. Wow, thank you so much. Great. And listeners, we'd love to hear from you. If this um, sounds um, interesting or intriguing, um, send us an email. You can write me at lauren at laurenhubelay.com and just share podcast questions. Um, perhaps you just have a question you'd like us to answer without you, or you might be interested in stepping up and having some firsthand um, suggestions coming from this team of experts. So ladies, thank you all. And I wish you well, Ashley, and I can't wait to hear how you're doing. Yes, thank you too. Thank you all. Mm -hmm.